The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. So these are our mini episodes in between our major episodes uh, where we assign each other a possibly terrible movie, hopefully some kind of a really cheesy Z-grade something. And uh, we try to one-up each other and torture each other (laughs) cinematically. So uh, It's like a pissing contest, a film pissing contest. It truly is. and I, we piss each, we get on, pissed on the face on these ones. Yes, we do. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, I'm the Groots. F you, Hunter. And uh, so this episode, I assigned you a little movie called Hotel Inferno. Oh, tell me a little bit about it, man. Oh man. So, you ever played those first-person shooter games? I fucking love those games, man. But you don't want to actually play the games. You just want to watch it. For an hour and a half or whatever. No, I want to play uh, the game. Yeah, no, yeah, no. This one, uh, <laughs> this one takes uh, pretty much. I th- I don't know if this came out before or after uh, Hardcore Henry. This came out after. Okay, did it? Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely riding it that make, coattail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's blatantly like you know, if you enjoyed Hardcore Henry, you're gonna love our version of that movie. But in the world of sort of Resident Evil. Because it, it, the whole movie is first-person shooter style in a hotel. So someone decided to take the concept of Hardcore Henry, but didn't have the budget of an action movie. So <laughs> was like, we just do it like in a hotel, and like people are zombies, and we just do a lot of fake blood. It's the same thing, right? No, it's not the same thing. And I'll be honest, I never made it through Hardcore Henry, and I sure as shit didn't make it through this movie. <laughs> All right? Oh, man. So it sounds like a win for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, I made it through, like, 40 minutes, and then I just started kind of getting a headache from all the um, shaky cam and just the ridiculousness and everything involved with this. So um, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do a quick breakdown of what I did watch of this yeah 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 tell me um, the actual plot if so, there is one yeah you, you wake up in the eyes of the main character what is what is fuck is his name i think it's a uh, frank zimazo something like that okay i'm not even gonna try to find the actual last name we'll just call him frank frank the tank all right frank the tank that's that's frank the tank it. i assume uh, it's produced probably by similar people as hardcore henry because it is it like mm, eastern european produced or i guess i think so yeah yeah, because there's there's Russian bad guys in it of some sort. Okay, so. yeah, they love those GoPros over there, but man. But the best way I can describe the voice of your main character is if you took Stan Lee, yes, Stan Lee, okay. and mixed it with Jason Statham, and that's the voice of the main character, which is really bizarre. It's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. So it's like an old lovable guy trying to sound like a badass. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Make my Marvel assholes. Like, it's this weird, like, blend of the two. I I just... Well, I guess the only benefit of having a GoPro-style first-person movie is that 
all the freaking voices can be, or at least the main character's voice can be ADR'd. Yeah. Completely. Like, you don't have to have that actor actually speaking then lines. Might, yeah, that, then that's might have, might be what happened. I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck this movie. Um, so yeah, I guess the gist of what I saw, uh, he gets assigned to go into this hotel and take out these, this couple and he puts these glasses on and like every first person shooter, it has all the stats and everything on the side. And you hear the, uh, person that he's, you know, assigned, getting the sign. He's like this dastardly voice from the beginning. So you're like, all right, this guy's up to no good. He's like, you know, I just need you to go in there and take these two people out. It's a simple task. Don't worry about it. You know? And you're like, all right. So we all know later on this dude, the voice you're hearing is going to fuck over, you know, Frank the tank. Right. Um, so yeah, he goes in there and he, uh, unwraps a, um, which looks to be like an ancient hammer and knife. I don't know, like a relic. And he's just like, I don't just unwrap these things and then go take these people out. So, uh, you follow the main character to go to this room and there's this chick to sit on the bed, not paying attention to someone walking to a room. And he takes this, ancient artifact hammer and just starts beating her in the fucking head over oh and over God. again. And the instructions are to kill both these people, hitting them on the head, take the knife, open up their head, and then pull their brain out because the brain needs to be preserved somehow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so he kills the chick, takes the brain out, <laughs> and as he's taking the brain out, some like weird glowing green shit's going on. He's like, what is this about? You know? And the voice on there is, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Ooh, nothing at all. And you're like, God damn it. All right. So then he goes into uh, the um, bathroom <laughs> where the uh, the guy is that he's supposed to take out, who uh, is, again, not looking at him, like, just sitting in his bathtub, blood-covered, um, and keeps throwing up blood over and over again, but not facing the main character. Just, like, four <laughs> or five times of just blah. And you're like... All right, um, this is getting tedious. And uh, kills that guy, same fashion. Oh, I think he starts to hammer him and then just decides to shoot him in the head. Then you find out after he's completed the mission that he is also infected with this weird zombie virus thing. Because, yeah, the two people started turning into zombie-like okay. creatures. All right. Oh, whatever. Because he looks at his hand. Because, you know, it's first person. So he's like, what's wrong with my hand? And the dastardly voice is like, oh, well, maybe there's something going on with you, too. And you're just like, all right. Or whatever. So now it's a race to save him? <laughs> well, and now he's save like, himself? but you'll never make it out of the hotel. And then you're just going through rooms and different zombies, a la Resident Evil. But, like, 1996 you know, PS1 Resident Evil. <laughs> and so you keep just going into different rooms and dealing with other zombies. And then I guess they realize, like, this might get tedious. So then you go into another room where there's satanic shit on the wall. And not only is it zombies, but it's also satanic cults that are in the hotel. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you're battling different cult members and zombies and all the shit as you're turning into i guess eventually a zombie and there's a nice scene where he's sitting in the bathroom and you're just watching him in first person throw up 
over and over again. And you're wow. like, wow, I really needed to see this for like five minutes of just throwing up chunks into the sink. And he's like, I'm changing. What's going on? And I still continue to watch at that point going, yeah, I really needed to see this. And there's some other shit going on. And then you go into a room where it's all candles. And he's like, this is where my special force zombies are sleeping and being trained. You've just walked into the worst place you can be at. And this... <laughs> he's not a zombie. Just some overweight like biker dude grabs a chainsaw and you're fighting him. The main Frank the Tank's fighting him and... He uses the chainsaw on the uh, the biker guy, and now he has a chainsaw. Now he has a chainsaw, and um, oh, there's a MacGyver moment too, where one of the rooms he's trapped in, and he can't figure out how to get out because the electronic hotel door won't let him out. So he busts a light and MacGyver's some shit with some duct tape and shocks the door okay. and gets the door open, and then use that same wire to shock a zombie and make its head explode. <laughs> so. I mean, look, the funny thing is, is some of the gore I actually enjoyed, but it was just so goddamn tedious being in this first-person view of it. After a while, you're just like, yeah, that would be cool, but this movie sucks ass. So, <laughs> at some point, we'll have to figure out how it ends. I'm sure it, it ends gloriously. I don't know if I can make it through to the end, man. Like, <laughs> damn. I mean, 40 minutes seemed like a merit. Like, I was like, it's, it's gotta be over. And I made, I was like, I, I paused it, and it's like, you have another half hour of this movie. And I was like, no, I don't. Congratulations, Groots. You have broken me. So, You know, and I want to say, before Hardcore Henry came out as a feature film, there was, like, a first-person GoPro shot style thing that was, like, an action sequence. And I want to say it was, like, 10, 13, maybe 15 minutes long. It was on YouTube. And it was exhilarating because it was the first time we had seen something like that. Yeah, I think like a short version would be fine, but right. after a while you just don't care. Don't You're f- like, oh my god, there's another one. You're like, of course there's another one. I don't think this concept can can really sustain a feature length film. Yeah, this is why not like, with the controller not in your hand playing a fucking right. game. All right, <laughs> not when you don't get to do it. You're like, oh That's no. That's why only portions of like Doom with the Rock. It had like that first person sort of thing, and that was that was a tire fire too. Yeah. Now I will say there was one scene that, because he's struggling to find weapons, he keeps losing his gun or whatever. And there's one scene where he runs into a bathroom, and the zombie thing is banging on the fucking door, and he's trying to find something to use as a weapon. So he just rips off the toilet seat in the bathroom, and then the zombie busts through, and he just. Beats the shit out of the zombie with the toilet seat. And I'm like, like all the right. The seat, huh? Yeah, the actual seat. Not, not, the, not the lid of not the toilet, the lid, no. which is made no, out of actual, like porcelain. Yeah, no, but the, the actual fucking seat just keeps okay. slamming his, the zombie's head over and over again. All right. That so, was the thing. <laughs> so, all right, so let me get this straight. So basically, he's a hitman with Google glasses on for all, you know, basically. Yeah. That's connected to the guy who hired him, who's like, some kind of like an arch villain that's cackling the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. Even when, him. even when he's telling him like his mission, he's like, hey, "You should have no problem with this." And you're like, "All right, so you're gonna fuck her. You're gonna fuck Frank over in like the first five minutes, and that's what <laughs> happens because you knew it. Like, you know, this should be a piece of cake, no problem at all." 
Oh, um, man. Yeah. Like, he makes a comment. There's a weird other thing where, like, he's like, I don't know if you've noticed, there's plastic covering a lot of space, a lot of rooms in this hotel. And that's because we want to make sure that everything gets cleaned up so we can have guests come back in. And you're like, wait, so this guy, like, has this hotel full of zombies and satanic cult members and blood everywhere, but he also knows practically, like, we got a weekend, folks, and then we got to clean their shit up so we can get... You know, the that, mom and pa back in. That's his primary family. business, tourism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> he just brags about it. He's like, there's plastic everywhere. We'll clean it up this weekend. And then have people back in. You're like, what? That's a really weird fetish kick. <laughs> like, all right, so I'm going to infect a bunch of people with a zombie virus. And then I'm going to hire a hitman to come in and kill some people. But, uh-oh, I'm just going to be playing with him for the whole fucking movie. And then we got to clean everything up and have like regular guests coming yeah, up. Yeah, that seems like a really expensive hobby. Yeah, or just they couldn't figure out how to explain. I guess maybe they they only had a few days <laughs> to film this and like, don't fuck anything. It's like we'll put plastic in there. I'm like, but how would we explain it? And like we'll have the evil narrator explain that not only is he gonna kill all these people, but then he's gonna have people stay at the hotel literally a week later. I don't understand it, but it's, that's what happens in this movie. That's You know what that reminds me of? Like, I, And I can't remember the guy or exactly where it happened, but back in like the early 20th century, I want to say, there was a guy who built a hotel with a bunch of like trap doors and traps and shit. He was kind of like a weird, eccentric, serial killer guy right. with a lot of money. And he built this hotel that was able to kill people and... I don't know where it was, New York, Chicago, something like that. Not remembering my facts straight at the moment, but this sounds like a weird version of that. Like some guy who, I don't know if he, if this villain owns the hotel or... I think so. I mean, I maybe? think... He does make one last comment. Like Frank's like, I'm going to find you and then you're in trouble. And he's like, I'm not even in, I'm not even in the hotel. I'm not even in the country. And like... Like, you'll never find me. <laughs> so, which I guess maybe, you know, at the end of the movie, if anybody does make it through this movie to the end, maybe you find out the evil guy is somewhere in the hotel. Well, my curiosity is peaked, and, you know, one night when I'm drunk and my wife is asleep, I might try to make it through, but... I did write down the... Because this is on Prime, so... Oh, right. Yeah, so I wrote down the quick synopsis of it just to help explain because I, I think I covered everything but um, Hitman Frank well, I won't say his last name because I can't say it is hired to kill two people in a hotel his job becomes a nightmare when an army of insane henchmen and monsters are waiting for him all under the control of an ancient and unstoppable demon oh so they might get a little bit of a spoiler away in oh, the shit. synopsis there but uh Maybe uh, Mr. I'm Out of the Country is a demon. Yeah. Well, man. You know what? Anybody else wants to finish it up, let me know. Go for it, because <laughs> I don't think I'm going to. Well, uh, damn. I still made it further than I made it in uh, Ride on the Bus with My Sister, or... Um, <laughs> the Amazing Bulk. The Amazing Bulk. <laughs> amazing Bulk. I, that, 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 yeah, that wasn't going to happen. So I made it farther than those two. I didn't make it as far as Robocroc, so... Okay. Yeah. All right, well... Uh... I think that kind of sums up Hotel Inferno. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, I think you teased it the last time we did an episode, but uh, what was the title for the one that you wanted to assign me for the next one? Well, I wanted to give you a sequel. A right. long-awaited sequel to a classic movie. And I thought, there's nothing better than Titanic 2. Because it's the sequel people have been waiting for, for years and years. So, uh... Yeah, I gave you Titanic too as your uh, right, your schlag right. view. So I mean, I figured it, it could be a quality flick, right? I mean, sequels usually don't disappoint. Say, I, I I would say that this will definitely live up to uh, James Cameron's uh, billion dollar. You I, know, I don't know if he directed. I don't know if he directed this or not. I mean, he, look, Cameron's been great with sequels. You know, he did <laughs> Aliens. You know, the sequel to Alien. He did Terminator 2, Judgment Day, so yeah. oh, I, don't, I don't know if he's involved with Titanic 2, but if he is, I mean, I hope he used his, his sequel magic on that. Well, dude, I can't wait for all these Avatar sequels supposed <laughs> to be coming out, maybe uh, next decade. Uh, no. Well, not. maybe you get, did you get a preview of how the Avatar sequels will go with Titanic 2? Again, I don't know, Cameron. I hope so. We'll find out. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, anyway, we're going to sign off. Uh, definitely check out Beautiful Disasters. Uh, our Facebook page. Um, we have merch at T Public. We've got a T-shirt. Check out all the all the podcasts on gypodcast.com. What else we got? Uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? I don't um, know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we uh, we're hoping to set up some uh, some live uh, movie screenings here in the near yes, future in, yes. the, in the Richmond, Virginia area. Not the movie I just watched, but actual better. No, no, no. We 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 try to curate those for maximum, uh, you know, crowd enjoyment. Yes, yes. That is that is our plan. We want people to laugh and scream and have a great time and 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 riff on it. All these things. So hopefully that's coming in the very near future in the Richmond, Virginia area. We'll update that on the uh, site. Yeah, and let everybody know once we've got everything down pat. Keep listening and thanks so much. I'm the Groots. F you, Hunter. Take care.